0: Reading citizens and welcome to Unknown. I'm Jason McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me today. We'll be discussing yet another episode of History's Project Blue Book today, but announcements come first. Marie Elsberry and I are presenting a panel at Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle, Washington on Friday, March 15th, titled Real Life X-Files, Strange Stories of Real Paranormal Investigation. This event is coming up very soon. It runs from March 14th through the 17th at the Washington State Convention Center. For more information about that event and to buy tickets, go to EmeraldCityComicCon.com. Shane Hurd and I will be at UFO Megacon in Laughlin, Nevada on March 30th. Now, this is a very large event. That's why it's called the Megacon, and it runs from March 24th through the 30th. It's a very long event, and it has a ton of speakers, more than 40 speakers. All the information for that event is at ufomegacon.com. And like I said, Shane and I will just be there in attendance. We'll be hanging out just on the final day on March 30th. So if you'd like to come and hang out and meet us, let us know if you're going to be there. We'd love to see you. Then, June 21st through the 23rd, Ryan Sprague and I will be speaking at AlienCon in Los Angeles, California. There might be some special Rogue Planet shenanigans happening there with Shane and Maureen, too. We'll certainly be talking much more about AlienCon as it gets closer. And it is coming up faster than it seems, and we're all super excited for AlienCon. TheAlienCon.com is the event's website. That's where you should go to learn more about the event, and it's where you can get your tickets, too. And Ryan Sprague will be presenting at Michigan UFO Contact, September 20th and 21st in Houghton Lake, Michigan. MIUFOCON.com, Michigan UFO Con. MIUFOCON.com is the website for that event, and their Facebook page also has all the info for that event. Those are the announcements we have for today, so with those out of the way, let's get into this week's Project Blue Book discussion. If you haven't seen it yet, or if you're not familiar with this show, Project Blue Book is a dramatic series on the History Channel. It's a fictional series based on the United States Air Force's real-life official UFO study that ran from 1952 through 1969. Although the show is fictional, it draws on real Project Blue Book cases and other elements from UFO history and UFO lore, using those for inspiration. We're talking about Episode 8 today, an episode titled War Games. And, as we like to do on this show, before talking about the episode itself... We'll do a quick run through of the real inspiration behind the latest episode of Project Blue Book. So, the incident Project Blue Book used for inspiration for the storyline in episode 8 is something that took place in 1951 during the Korean War. A regiment of U.S. Army soldiers were preparing to attack a village approximately 60 miles north of Seoul when a UFO appeared. Francis P. Wall, a private first class who was involved with this incident, was interviewed in 1987 by John Timmerman, an associate of the J. Allen Hynek Center for UFO Studies. Here's some of what he said. Quote, we suddenly noticed on our right-hand side what appeared to be a jack-o'-lantern coming wafting down across the mountain. And, at first, no one thought anything about it. So we noticed that this thing continued on down to the village to where, indeed, the artillery airbursts were exploding, end quote. He described the object having an orange glow and the ability to maneuver quickly, saying that it, quote, could get into the center of an airburst of artillery and yet remain unharmed, end quote. After a span of 45 minutes to an hour, he says the UFO approached his regiment, and as it did, it changed color from that glowing orange to a brilliant blue-green, and the light was now pulsing. Wall explained, quote, I asked for and received permission from Lieutenant Evans, our company commander at the time, to fire upon this object, which I did with an M1 rifle with armor-piercing bullets, and I did hit it. It must have been metallic, because you could hear when the projectile slammed into it, end quote. Sounds like a pretty wimpy UFO, right? That's what Wall thought, too. He stated, quote, Now, why would that bullet damage this craft if the artillery rounds didn't? I don't know. Unless they had dropped their protective field around them or whatever. But the object went wild, and the light was going on and off. It went off completely once, briefly, and it was moving erratically from side to side as though it might crash to the ground. Then, a sound. We had heard no sound previous to this. The sound of, like, diesel locomotives revving up. That's the way this thing sounded, end quote. At this point, Walt claimed he and the soldiers were attacked by the UFO. He described, quote, We were swept by some form of a ray that was emitted in pulses, in waves that you could visually see only when it was aiming directly at you. That is to say, like a searchlight sweeps around and you would see it coming at you. Now you would feel a burning, tingling sensation all over your body, as though something were penetrating you. End quote. Wall said that the company commander ordered everyone into the bunkers. From there, he said that he watched the UFO through the bunker's peepholes. He could see the object hovering over the area For a while before, it illuminated the whole area with its light. Then it shot off at a 45 degree angle at incredible speed, disappearing completely from sight. Wall claimed that the entire company had to be evacuated by ambulance three days later because everybody was too weak to walk and suffering from dysentery. With this case, we have Wall's testimony. But that's pretty much it. There aren't any other corroborating accounts from other fellow soldiers that we know of and this case predates Project Blue Book so it didn't investigate this case but that doesn't mean it wasn't investigated it's also not surprising that other soldiers didn't report this incident that we know of Wall explain, quote now in the military, especially the army each day you file a company report we had a confab about that Do we file it in the report or not? And the consensus was, no, because it would lock every one of us up and think that we were crazy. At that time, no such thing as a UFO had ever been heard of, and we didn't know what it was, end quote. Now let's shift to the show's representation of this case. I'll be honest, I'm surprised to see that for two weeks in a row, we see the show giving us a secret military project mistaken for a UFO event. I didn't expect to see that. The episode has this UFO event taking place in Missouri, rather than Korea, and that makes it a little easier for the show's characters, Quinn and Hynek, to investigate the incident. But we see the soldiers suffering psychological effects seemingly resulting from contact with the UFOs. Hallucinations. Paranoia. Fear. And we ultimately learn that these UFOs the soldiers encountered were part of a military experiment to test this gas on its own soldiers. That's one suspected possible explanation for the 1951 incident in Korea, and that's certainly something the military has done in real life. But the Project Blue Book episode certainly emphasized the hallucinations and paranoia and added the stunning visual of thousands of birds dropping dead out of the sky. These weren't associated with the Korea incident, but they worked well in the fictional story for the show. We're down to the home stretch. Only two more episodes of Project Blue Book remain this season. Episode 9 of Project Blue Book airs on March 5th, and that episode is simply titled Abduction. I'm looking forward to seeing what Project Blue Book does with that topic. Well, citizens, as we wrap up this episode, we invite you to come join us in the Rogue Planet Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Rogue Planet. Let us know what you thought of this episode of Project Blue Book or anything else UFO-related that's on your mind. And please, always feel free to reach out to us if you have questions, if you want to share a UFO experience, or anything else. We're all over social media, so we're really easy to find. We have a contact form on our website, or you can always email me directly. My email address is jason at rogueplanet.tv. You can find more episodes of Unknown on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and yes, even YouTube. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider so you're notified when we publish new episodes. And we'd appreciate it if you would rate and review Unknown on your favorite podcast platform. It really does help the show get more exposure, and so does sharing the episode with friends. That's a small favor we're asking you. Please post these episodes all over social media and help introduce new people to Unknown. You can always find this show at RoguePlanet.tv because Unknown is a Rogue Planet production. RoguePlanet.tv is your home for all the strange. Big thanks to our talented friend and fellow Rogue Planeteer, Caleb Hanks, for the show's intro and outro music. Check out all his work at TheClerkChronicles.com. Thanks again for hanging out with us today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do us a favor, friends. Always treat the UFO subject with the cautious and responsible skepticism it deserves question everything. Have the courage to form your own opinions. Keep truth as the focus of your quest, even if the truth conflicts with your opinions. And, of course, stay strange.